0: Welcome to the podcast series of the UNESCO Chair in Refugee Integration through Languages and the Arts. We bring you sounds to engage with you and invite you to think with us.
1: Welcome everybody to this podcast from the banks of Loch Tay at the Scottish Cranagh Centre. My name's Alison Phipps. I'm the UNESCO Chair at the University of Glasgow for refugee integration through languages and the arts. The UNESCO Chair team are here this weekend as part of the International Storytelling Festival and that's kicked off here at the Cranagh Centre. Tragically the Scottish Cranagh Centre's own Cranagh burnt down at the start of this summer but We're a part of working alongside the team here who are really inspirational in what they've put together. And being part of the storytelling festival has meant that we've been able to be alongside singers from around the world who have been weaving songs into their stories as they've been weaving new stories of the Cranog and also weaving on the new loom that has been erected here on the site. So do listen in. Listen to the songs and the stories that people are telling on this podcast.
2: When I've done my work of day And I row my boat away The evening light is fading, and I look upon the lost, where the afterglory glows, and I dream on two bright eyes, My joy and sorrow too, and although she is untrue, no, I cannot live without her. For my heart's a boat in tow, and I.
3: And the new sun's vigilant days Beneath The eternally shifting blue Beyond fields of gold And forests of emerald green where the mountains watch their phantom souls and the world blood's glassy surface, whispering lies upon the wind, offering diamonds fashioned from the sun's glittering rays, only such a so through greed's grasping fingers. Where the two moments meet, thoughts and memory converge, remembering the old, I remind the new of what came before them bringing the two worlds together, within the chronic's walls. A mystery long claimed, by the icy grip, now reconquered by its founders' descendants, Once shrill in shadow, now stands proudly, in the new dawn's rays. Silhouetted, alone, upon the crimson waves, Harking back to a bygone era, the portentine wellness was brought to heal. Hidden away from the modern world, telling tales heard from the whispers of those before us. Searching the crumbled ruins to past, following among faded shadows and distant echoes, The silenced breathless voices, a chance to speak from across the ages.
4: (laughs) As ye come to line free the land. let me free my feet a treble. But I'm deeing further north My man, I saw the solar tide rain up the purple port I wind, I can them wheel in you And kindly fall and rise And then i feel the creeping mist On yonder shore that lies But tell me, ye pass them by? What saw ye on the way? My man, I rock the roving gulls that sail upon the Tay. But saw ye nothing lee in wind afore ye come to fight? For there's muckle lying yonder, Tay. It's made to me nor lie, my man, I saw the angus praise that ye hannet wrought for years. Oh, wind for ye a that can that see for tears. And far beyond the angus trust, I saw the wild geese flee. A long long of beaten wings with their heats towards the sea And I the crying voices trailed a hint them in the air Oh wind him mercy Hod your beach for a darn listen
5: when you sit in a beautiful place like this you really get to think of what the landscape holds and of course according to folklore it holds a lot of fairies a lot of faithful and what you definitely do not want to do is to like graham would say with one of the stories is to mess with them um you can mess with them in different ways you can uh be stupid enough to go off and uh, try to change their music or ways of life <laughs> you can go out on your own at night, um, but you can also as human beings we're not always that nice to each other and sometimes the land remembers that in Denmark and I know you have that here as well we have gallows hills around in the country where of course a lot of people were hanged and punished in horrible ways. And one of the ways I write music is I go out into nature and I get inspired by what appears, what's being told without words. So I went to this gallows hill in Denmark and this song appeared about both the folk of the land and does anyone here know what a white is a white in danish it's called vette and a vette is the spirit of a certain type of land so for instance that that land over there would have a specific white and this would have a specific white and the horrors of this gallows hill in denmark was enough to i don't know if another way to say it piss it off So this is the song about that.
6: i <laughs> it's covered in <laughs>
7: Crannock 2021 the Kelpie was stirring. She knew something was wrong. Occasionally she would swim up to the surface just to check that all was okay. There was nothing to see. All felt normal but there was an uneasy feeling in the air. The Kelpie returned to her lair where she would wait until the time she was needed. Spring had arrived at the Cranach. The fields had been plowed, the crops had been planted, the animals were in the fields. Lambs and calves were still brought into the house to keep them safe from danger as they could still be vulnerable to the wolves and the lynx that roamed the land. Blossom was on the trees and the community was able to just relax a bit as they knew that all was well with the world. Life was good. As night fell, Arter and Inez were sitting by the fire, discussing the news of the day. Kaya, Kaya is the tannered character, Kaya brought out her wire and strummed away as the smoke drifted to the roof. And her friends started to sing along and mugs of nettle tea were brought out in bannocks to eat and everyone again just started to relax. The young animals were snuggled up to their mothers, all was well, life was good. The full moon was high in the sky at this time of year and at this time of year it was known as a pink moon was shining bright. A single cloud floated across the moon and for a moment the moon was hidden and all the world went dark. Maeve was welcomed by a noise. It sounded like a rumble of thunder in the distance. She turned over and went back to sleep. A few minutes later the noise got louder and closer and louder and closer and louder and closer. So and Karen woke up and asked each other what was happening, they got up and looked across the walk. They could see that the waves were getting bigger and higher and the wind was getting up. They could feel the bridge shaking and hear the wind whistling through the thatch. They ran back to the house and woke woke, woke up their parents. Quickly, the rest of the community awoke and they all rushed out to the bridge. The waves were now crashing over the bridge and it was shaking even more violently. As quickly as possible, the people on the bridge ran towards the shore. Finn ran back into the house to open the animal's pen to get them off the crown of safely. Once they were across, he started to run across the bridge but the waves were now engulfing it and the stilts which held it up were beginning to fall over and just as Finn reached the shore the entire bridge collapsed into the loch and the house stood alone. Suddenly the moon reappeared and moonlight shone all around. The waves stopped and all was still but the devastation was now clear and life was not quite so good. As the light started to reappear in the morning sky, the chronic folk looked, looked at the tragedy that had happened. The bridge had completely disappeared, only the stumps of the stilts showing above the level of the water. The rest could be seen scattered on the wharf. More alarmingly, the house was tilting to one side, and it was a part that some of the supports holding them up had fallen over too. Kaia's mother looked at it and started to weep. What are we going to do? We have nowhere to go, we have nowhere to live. Who will help us now? Kaia was deep in thought and without anyone seeing, wandered off, hatching a plan in her head. Things were going to be better. Karen and Finn looked out to the loch and could see a fleet of logboats making its way towards the shore. The folk all waved to each other and soon the boats were being tied up on the beach. As everyone came off the boats they were carrying animal skins, woolen quads and pots full of flour, grain, eggs, cheese and honey. One of the men even had a wild boar swung over his shoulder. The waiter of the first boat said, I don't know what he said because I've lost my voice. <laughs> we have heard of your troubles and we have come to try and help. We know that you would do the same for us and now we need to help you. And <coughs> you know what? Life was getting better. Kaya stood on the shore and looked out to the depths of the water. There was a tune in her head and she started to hum it. And soon she was singing out loud. The tune sounded like the water lapping on the shore. And as it got louder, there was a magical, lyrical tone to her voice, almost as if it was coming from somewhere deep her. As she sang, ripples appeared on the surface of the water. The ripples got bigger, turning into waves. Suddenly, to surprise, the head of the Kelpie appeared and it was swimming towards her. As it got closer, she could see its black mane glistening in the sunshine. Its body started to appear from the water and soon the Kelpie was on the shore by her side. White was beginning to feel much better. The folk of the and from around the loch were standing around a roaring fire, feasting on wild boar and discussing what to do next to help repair the bridge and the house. Our pair wiped Grace from his chin and said, I have a plan. If we all get together and go up the hill, we can the trees, we need to make the repairs. Inez looked at him and said, but that, that is going to take a long, long time. It may take months and we need to have a bridge to the house before winter comes. Sula so looked thoughtful and said she would go round the nearby villages and ask for help. Still won't be enough people, but do what you can. Finn went to the shore and exclaimed, look, look, Kaya is on the beach, with a big black horse. And Kaya's mother exclaimed immediately, that's the Kelpie, the Kelpie helped us before and maybe it can help us again. And he said, if we take the beast up the hill, she can drag the trees out of the ground and pull them to the shore. And once we have prepared the wood, she can swim out and take it to the places where we need it. So starting in the morning and at the first light of the sun, the crannock folk were able to settle down and Kaya took a blanket to the beach and spent the night sleeping by the side of the Kelpie. Things were much better. Over the next few days and weeks the community worked and worked to repair the bridge. The Kelpie had the strength of a thousand horses and the job was finished in a time that could never have been imagined. Once it was finished and the Cranach folk walked back over the bridge to their home, Kaya took the bridle from her friend and the kelpie swam down to the depths of the loch to await the call from the Cranach folk when they might need her help again. Now, I'm going to explain to you, I actually wrote that story two weeks before the fire. So that should have been the end of the story, but of course there has to be another little bit added to it. Two and a half thousand years later, the Kranach was totally destroyed in a horrific fire. The bridge, which had been so well built, survived. And as we move towards the Cranach's new home, the Lab, we undoubtedly will ask the Kelpie for help again, building the bridge from the old to the new. The work of the chronic folk and the Kelpie are now commemorated in a space close by, where we have a piece of artwork created by the children of Kenmore School. <laughs> and when we move, That will be one of the first things that is taken over to the world. And you know something, life won't just be good, life will be incredible.
0: Earlier on I was telling some people about how the earth whispers to us, nature whispers so many beautiful things and reminds us of our lives how even our breath whispers to us the moments between each breath to remind us that we are alive and i tried to capture that on this little tune which i call whispers and i'm going to play it on the kora. so for those of you who have not seen the kora before this is a West African herb, and it's got 21 strings. Sometimes you get in 22 strings. Uh, it's from Gambia, Mali, Senegal, Burkina Faso. So this is whispers.
2: The wind, you are low. low. Blow, Poma
0: yonazolio. Blow, 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 Poma Blow, 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 blow. me, 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 the way,
1: So, thank you so much for listening. We hope you've really enjoyed the podcast today from the Scottish Chronic Centre. Do please check out the website and um, all the connections and contacts to the singers and the artists that have been part of this podcast. But also, do check out the Scottish Chronic Centre's own website and look at the extraordinary work that they have been doing as they're thinking about the way that people lived in the past how they made their lives, how they did it in ways that were sustainable and peaceful and beautiful. And think about it in the context of what our scholar Hiyab Johannes calls restorative integration. What does it mean to integrate people, he says, into a world that isn't just constructed by colonial ideas or violent histories, but is one way everyday and ordinary people meet everyday ordinary people and find ways of singing and telling stories and making together.
0: Thank you for listening to the podcast of the UNESCO Chair in Refugee Integration Through Languages and Arts. A podcast series to make you think. More information about work can be found on the website of the University of Glasgow www.gla.ac.uk Thank you very much.